Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Welcome back to Aligned Attraction, the go-to source for powerful women when it comes to love, dating, and relationships. I decided to play us in with an early 2000s rap hip-hop classic by none other than rapper Big Pun. And in the lyrics, he says, I don't want to be a player no more. I'm not a player. I just fuck a lot. And I thought this was such an appropriate song to play us in on because today we're covering the archetype of the player, the man who won't commit, and why you are attracting such emotionally unavailable men that won't claim you. All right, so let's just dive right in. Let's talk about what this archetype is, the archetype of the player. So the player is the man that isn't ready to or is choosing not to commit to one woman. He wants to continue playing the field. He wants to keep dating, swiping, sleeping around, keeping his options open. He usually shows up as very emotionally unavailable. So he's not ready or willing to share deeper aspects of his emotions and life with you. He keeps himself at a distance. You may only get together for dates or sex, but he doesn't really open up. You're not really going super deep in your relationship. He probably hasn't introduced you to many of his friends or his family, or if he has introduced you, he introduces you by your first name and that's it. He's not calling you girlfriend, partner, anything like that. He may also be absent, distant, aloof in his energy, or he gives off the vibe of like, I don't really care. He has more avoidant energy, so he might not be down for the heartfelt, serious, or challenging conversations. This is the kind of guy I call a good time guy, and he has made you his good time gal, which is you get together for the good time. You get together to go on dates, to go on adventures, to have sex, but he's not claiming you. He's not fully choosing you and saying, I would love to be in a relationship with you. I'd love to commit to you and I'd love to open to you. And I'd love to feel you open to me, which I know that if you're listening to this is what you actually want instead. So I'm going to tell you about a client that I was working with, and this is, this is her pattern to a T. So she was on again, off again with a guy for almost 10 years. And in between that on the off phases, she would continue to attract men who wouldn't claim her. They didn't want to be in relationships. They weren't ready. They were just getting out of one. They didn't want to commit, fill in the blank with all the excuses that they would give her. 
And so she was seeing this one guy on again, off again for about 10 years. And she would date this guy in between some of her other relationships. Now, what happened, which left her heartbroken, was that in the beginning, she was really ready to commit to him. Like she wanted him. She wanted to choose him. She wanted him to be her partner, her boyfriend, and he wanted to keep his options open. So throughout the first part of them dating each other, he got into a relationship with two other women. And it's not that he wasn't willing to commit. He just wasn't willing to commit to her. He showed her he was willing to commit, but to other women. And during that time, she brought it upon herself to date and be in relationship with other men, but she always wanted this guy, the one that she just couldn't seem to have. She couldn't figure him out. She couldn't crack his code. She didn't know what the way into his heart was. Of course, this made him irresistible to her. And she described it to me. I remember when we first started working together as an odd yet comforting addiction. Like she had this addiction to him They had amazing sex, as she tells me, but she never felt like she had all of him, especially in the beginning. And this is what made her want him the most. Now, the interesting part of the story is that at some point along the way, the tables turned. He, I guess, wore out his non-committal phase, and then he started showing up with greater commitment to her. And when that happened, she became emotionally unavailable and she took on the player role plot twist because she just didn't take him seriously anymore. After being stood up for him to go date two other women, she just never saw him again in her mind as someone that she could take seriously and actually be in a relationship with. So they were like two ships passing in the night for 10 years. Now, while these two didn't end up together, and they ultimately ended things, I helped her work through this pattern of attracting emotionally unavailable men and being more emotionally available herself. And that was a pattern that she was playing out, not actually being emotionally emotionally available. That's a bit of a, uh, you know, a, um, a teaser for what I'm going to talk about in this episode. And as she worked through that pattern, we helped her open up to herself to actually find the love of her life. Now, her and her partner have now been happily coupled and she didn't attract her partner, the one she's in relationship with now, until she worked through these patterns. So if this is the pattern that you're playing out and you're attracting men who are emotionally unavailable, who aren't ready to commit and they have every excuse under the sky, here are some reasons why you might be attracted to this man. One, there's something so fatally irresistible about wanting things that you cannot fully have. It makes the thrill of the chase that much more thrilling. And for us high achieving women, it's like, yeah, you want to tell me I can't have that? You fucking watch me. I'm about to go get it. And it's like we become the huntress. We step into the lioness and we make it our mission to have that thing. And it's like we... we we want to see if we can turn this guy out or we can convert him into being a committed man so that you can mark your territory and finally win your prize. Now, I know this really objectifies things, but if you really tune in and ask yourself, as you attract these men, 
wouldn't it be so satiating to like metaphorically sink your teeth into him and know you've won your prize? But there's also something so thrilling about the chase. So we keep attracting men or you keep attracting men that you get to chase and uh, hunt almost as if you could try and make them commit to you. And that's one reason why you could be attracted to this kind of man. I know that I played that pattern out myself and I loved the chase. I loved even going out for a night and being on the prowl when I was single and being like, I'm going to walk into a bar, into a club, into anywhere, and I'm going to point out the man that I want and he's going to be mine. I got to say, I really love that energy about me, but what it was also causing was me to continuously attract men who weren't ready for an actual relationship and commitment. Now, if we're going to go layers deeper, why you may also be attracted to this kind of man is that this man represents one or both of your caregivers or parents. So you seek out this archetype of man because it's what's familiar. You seek it out in a final attempt to resolve a wound that was created in childhood so you can overcome it. In other words, one or both of your parents was emotionally unavailable with you, and that left a really deep wound. And what happens in our psyche when we incur these wounds in our childhood is that we go on through life trying to resolve them, attempting to resolve the original wound of relationship. And we will go out and project the role of mother, father, caregiver on to other people in our life, primarily romantic partners, in an attempt to recreate the wound and resolve it. Sounds like a total mindfuck, but it is actually a very intelligent way our mind operates to evolve itself. Now, another reason that you're attracted to this kind of man is that you yourself may not be ready for deep commitment. If you really tune in and ask, am I ready to be fully seen by a man. If you're not yet willing to be fully seen by someone in all of your beauty and flaws, and if you're not yet willing to see all of yourself in all your beauty and flaws, then you will continue attracting men who are aloof, distracted, emotionally unavailable, and who will miss some of the deepest parts of you because you yourself don't want to see those parts and you don't want somebody else to see those parts. Because of course, when we see them, we have to contend with them. And if someone else sees them, what if they abandon or reject us? Yeah, some deep shit. Now, here's the thing. This is really a painful pattern to play out because it's a zero-sum game. Because if you can actually get this kind of man to commit, you'll finally feel like the woman who was worthy of his commitment and superior to the others that he didn't commit to or superior to past versions of yourself who couldn't get commitment from other men. But if you don't win this game, you lose. You lose. And you you have to ask yourself if that particular guy actually committed, if you'd want to commit to him, if you'd want his commitment. Or if you just actually like the rush and thrill of the chase, this is a place to get really honest with yourself. Now, when you play out this kind of pattern, if you actually do get this kind of man to commit, it continues to perpetuate internal narratives that you're trying to play out as well. The best way out of this pattern is to 
go and do some of the inner exploration around what's causing the pattern to arise in the first place. We'll get to that in a minute, but let's first talk about why you're attracting this kind of man. Now, there are all different reasons for why this could be playing out. This is not an exhaustive list, but these are some of the deeper reasons that I've helped other clients work through when their pattern was attracting emotionally unavailable men, players, people who wanted to keep them as an option, people who wanted these these clients to be a notch on their belt, if you will. So one reason is that you might be giving off the, ooh, 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 pick me energy, wanting so badly to be chosen by a man that he consciously or subconsciously realizes he's your only pick or that there is some sort of desperation or neediness in your energy that he can exploit. Now, again, most people aren't conscious that they're playing out this energy or that they're possessing it. And most men aren't aware and consciously thinking to themselves, oh, I can exploit her. She, She only has me as an option, right? This is all usually happening on a subconscious level. Okay. And when this man feels a potential neediness or desperation in your energy, Usually, not with malintent, these energies will attract men who can exploit that because there's something that they're playing out. Now, another potential reason is, like I said before, you're recreating an original dynamic that you had with one or both of your parents or caregivers, and you're projecting that or overlaying that dynamic onto the men you date because your relationship with your parents was the first form of love you received. So you're going to recreate something that feels familiar because familiarity to our ancient brain equates to safety. Even if it's not comfort or what we actually want, if it's familiar and we didn't die doing it the first time, we didn't die having emotionally unavailable parents, then it's safe. It's not comfortable. It's not what we want as conscious women, as adult women, but is safe even though it's painful. So a part of what your subconscious, your psyche could be doing is trying to win the love of mom or dad, but you're projecting this role onto men. So it's possible that you saw or experienced this dynamic growing up. Perhaps you had an absent parent, an aloof parent, an alcoholic parent, or a parent who struggled with addiction and gave more of their energy to the addiction than to you. That means that emotional unavailability is familiar to you, so you seek that in men because it is what is familiar, which is what is safe. Again, not what your conscious mind wants, but what your subconscious mind has determined you can have and that you've already had. Now, you might also be trying to win mom and dad's love by proving you can be good enough for them to pick you. And again, this is a projection of that original relationship onto men that you're dating now. So if you actually could get a man that's emotionally unavailable to commit to you, it would serve as retribution or resolution for the fact that one or both of your parents didn't pick you. And when I say pick you, I mean, they didn't show up for you emotionally in the way that you would have needed as a little girl. Or you think you need to work hard or prove yourself to earn love. Oh, 
I spent my whole life doing this. I played this out so many times, more times than I can count. And I played this out in my current relationship. I have played this out with Ani so many times where I thought I needed to prove myself, work hard for love, clean the house for love, uh, always want sex for love, be a certain shape for love, earn a certain amount of money for love. It was just a total mind fuck. And who better to have to work hard for than someone who just won't give you what you want than an emotionally unavailable man, right? So if you ended up actually earning this man's commitment, some part of you would feel like you earned the thing that you were working so hard for, which is you'd finally get the validation and approval that you're seeking now that you were seeking as a little girl, but that you never got then. So you're trying to recreate an original dynamic to create resolution. Now, it's also possible that your parents had a dynamic between them like this, that one or both of them was emotionally unavailable to each other. And you're recreating that because it's the first form of love that you witnessed in others. So again, it feels familiar and safe, even though it's painful. Now, you may have also had a relationship as an adult or as an adolescent with a partner who was emotionally unavailable. And perhaps you justified that there were so many great things about this partner, real or imagined, and you made excuses for why you should stick around, perhaps not thinking you could do any better or justifying his non-commitment by saying things like, but when we're together, he treats me so well, or the sex is great, or I don't want really want commitment right now either, right? This was the story of my client. This was my story. I Deep down, I wanted like big love, genuine, real deep love, but I would constantly say, I'm just not looking for commitment right now because somewhere inside, I didn't think I could actually have what I wanted. So I went for non-committal men, emotionally unavailable men, men who wanted to keep sleeping around because I didn't actually think I could have anything better. Deep breath. Here's what I wanted instead back when I was playing this pattern out. And here is what I know you want instead. You want to feel confident and lovable. You want to feel worthy of love and commitment. And often you may, like you may feel like a badass in all other areas of your life. But when the man is showing up as non-committal, you may start questioning yourself, your worthiness, or you may ask questions subconsciously, like, what's wrong with me? Why won't he commit? Like, am I not enough? Am I the reason? And I played this out so hard in my life. And this is exactly the same narrative my client played out, the one that I told you about in the beginning of the episode, especially when she saw this man that she was like vying after not commit to her, but then commit to two other women. She really internalized a lot of she wasn't enough, but other women were. So I know what you'd also like is to banish that line of questioning altogether. Like, fuck it, throw it out with the trash because it's no good. It's actually not true. You want that to be done with once and for all. And you just want to feel confident, as confident in love as you feel in other areas of your life. You want a man who prioritizes you, who appreciates you and cherishes you. You want to feel chosen and claimed. And you want to feel his commitment through his words, through his actions. And you want to feel like you actually deserve it, like you're worthy of it. You want that deep internal narrative to always be there, that you are worthy. You don't have to do anything or be a certain way to earn that. That's just who you are. And you want a man 
who wants to spend time with you, who wants to take you out and show you off in a non-objectifying way, but who wants to introduce you to his friends and family and be like, this is my partner. This is my fiance. This is my wife. You want him to claim you as his. And again, not in a possessive way, but in terms of being his girlfriend, his partner, his fiance, his wife, his ride or die, especially in front of his friends and family, and maybe even on social media. So how do you get from attracting emotionally unavailable players to attracting the kinds of men that I just described? Well, first you have to understand if you're trying to resolve dynamics from your childhood by projecting that onto men, or if you're trying to resolve wounding from past relationships, and you have to do the inner work and exploration to address the emotions from those experiences so that you don't continue to project them onto your present day partners. Now, if you are projecting this dynamic onto your present day partners, use that as information and run with it and feel whatever you're afraid of feeling, whether that's fear of rejection and abandonment, fear of not being enough, fear of being unworthy, unlovable, undesirable, unwanted. I know it can feel like a lot, but this is the only way through. You want to get to the place where you are in that power couple partnership. This is the cover charge. This is the cover charge to get in. And you'd have to open yourself fully and find any and all places where you're not emotionally available with yourself. Sure, it's nice when you do good things to acknowledge and validate yourself, but are you still nice and loving and kind to yourself when you're not performing, when you're under the weather, when you're not performing at work, when you're not doing, 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 working out, when you're not doing world travel? Are you still kind to yourself when you've gained five or 10 pounds? When someone criticizes you, when you have blemishes, when wrinkles or gray hairs come through, are you fully open and emotionally available to yourself in those moments? When you start developing the capacity to be emotionally available to yourself, even when you want to turn away from yourself and criticize yourself, that is when you will start to attract emotionally available men who will love you for all of you. And you have to decide that you're worthy and enough, regardless of what happened in childhood and regardless of what happened in past relationships. Eventually, you will start noticing the men who are available because right now they're off your radar and they don't appear for you. Go on this inner journey first, and I promise you those men will show up. And, you know, I think it's worth saying that these early narratives and narratives that we form from past relationships often greatly impact how we show up right now in present day. Even though the past is the past, we're still playing those things out psychologically and emotionally and in our nervous systems. So if you're ready to be done with that once and for all, so that you actually can live in the present moment for real, for real, and create an exquisite future with the love of your life, a man who's committed, who's ready to show up, who's emotionally available, Then I created a workshop just for you. And in the workshop, I'm going to show you how to find these narratives that are running your dating and love life and how to shift them permanently. Because I want you to start attracting committed masculine men and stop attracting players and emotionally unavailable men. So if you want to view that workshop for free, go to alignedattraction.com backslash workshop. I'm going to tag it down in the show notes below. 
And if you are loving these episodes, then stay tuned for the next one, because this may also be a pattern that you've been playing out. And that is why you attract controlling, misogynistic, or narcissistic men. That's going to be a deep one. So until next time, my love, I'm wishing you so much love and good vibes, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that www.leenoto.com. Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes.